Today on the Relationship Renovation Podcast, we're going to talk about internal dialogue and how there's this whole self-launching system inside our minds that tell us stories that oftentimes pull us apart from our partner. We're going to talk about why that happens and how you might use that information to grow as a person, but also become much more connected with your partner. So please stay tuned and make your relationship even better than you could imagine it be. Do you want to feel more emotionally and intimately connected with your partner? Then we have the tool that is exactly right for you. We have a program called Relationship Renovation at Home, and it is an amazing way for you and your partner to have a structured way weekly to work together. Because we deserve awesomeness in our relationships. Just go to our website, relationshiprenovation.com. At the top, there's a link to at home program, and it will give you a free lesson. If you want to just check it out and see if it's something that works for you and your partner, we know it will make a significant positive impact on your relationship. Hello all and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. And we're going to dive right on into this episode. Last episode, we spoke about emotional safety, about the ability to give and receive love freely, the ability to feel accepted as a whole to your partner for your points of strength, your areas of growth. And today we want to talk about an obstacle to that. It's a big one. <laughs> it's, and it's a big one and it's an interesting, complex one. And so we're, we're going to scratch the surface a little bit, but we at least want to offer this out. And this is really like individually focused too. Eventually, right. this might lead to having difficult discussions with your partner in a positive way. Right. But it begins with you beginning to notice something that's a little subtle. Yes, exactly. Okay. I love the way you said that. All right. So one of the things that we know as humans is that we are constantly thinking. Like we constantly have words, phrases, things going on in our head that nobody knows about but us. Our little own narratives. Yeah, narratives. So narrative that, therapy. That are always right. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's what's really interesting. And we'll get into that. Like we are fully convinced of these thoughts that are going on in our head. And really the way we want to define it as like internal dialogue, like the thoughts that we are having all the time. Well, yes, it's the thoughts that get us into trouble, especially in our relationship that can lead to a lot of disconnection, maybe just confusion and perceptions really then start to vary greatly. And we're like, what? How did you see it that way? I saw it this way. Yeah. So these are like the auto launching things that like your partner walks in the house and they go in the wrong door, right? They, they're supposed to take their shoes off. I'm just doing this as an example from our life. They walk in the wrong door. They don't take their shoes off and they walk in the kitchen. And you think to yourself, Tara. What the F? I don't understand this. Like I thought we had guidelines and like rules. And I just, now I'm like, why am I just not important? Does my voice not matter? Am I being disrespected? Yes. Why do I continue to be disrespected? This feels not okay. Yes. These thoughts are auto-launching, right? So like I walk in the door, I'm just in a rush and I, I got to get Joe to basketball practice. 
and I'm just kind of carry on with my day, Tara has had this internal dialogue boot up and it takes off. She didn't choose to. She didn't like, was like, oh, he walked in the wrong door and now I'm going to think about how he disrespects me and I'm not important to him, right? It's just an auto-launching thing. And so, you know, another example would be like you and your partner are talking about this parenting issue and inside your one partner's head is like, here we go again. All right, well, I guess I'll just like talk and I won't be listened to and it won't matter and they don't even care anyway. So I might as well just like shut up here. And again, it's this internal dialogue. That your partner doesn't know is happening. Yes, that that so deeply impacts you. Yeah. And Tara, so these negative internal dialogues that individuals have within a coupleship that we deal with, what is the way that it affects relationship? I think it, leads into thinking that this person's your adversary, that they're not in it with you, that you are on totally different pages, that you're not in it together. And then now it feels like a really, like a lot of hard work. Yes. Right. And then it really does start to bleed into attachment wounds. 100%. And this directly applies to what we talked about, that emotional safety, we talked about this in the last episode, is one of the most important, if not the most important, of a secure relationship, right? Mm -hmm. But we have this like mind, right, that is so powerful and is also very much controlled by our own instincts to protect ourselves. Yes right? And try to make sense of everything that is going on around us. Yes. yes. We always need to have a story that fits into what our thoughts are and perceptions. Yes. And it is also extremely natural for us to always be sort of keeping ourselves safe in this world. So our our self-launching thoughts, they trick us and they, they make us feel like they're actually making us safe. But what they're doing in the context of relationship oftentimes is they're sort of, they're eroding connection with our partner because they're reinforcing that I'm not safe in my relationship. You're closing yourself off from your partner. You completely close yourself off from your partner. And I think that very much we are driven by these these narratives in all of our life, not just in our relationship, but I think it's almost like the most destructive within our relationship. And why, why do you think that might be, Tara? Because I think that intimate relationship is the one unique relationship we have with that person, unlike any other person that's out there. So it doesn't mean as much, it's not as vulnerable. There's not as many stakes as this is but we don't even understand what that means. So it's just like the pressure of it, like that our relationship has to be exactly the way we say it is, or otherwise my entire world will be destroyed. Yes. And it's so unconscious. Yeah, I mean, that like nails it for me is that we have this innate desire for our relationship to be the safest, Mm -hmm. most connected place in our life. That is what's gonna make us feel secure to deal with all the other BS that is going in life. Our refuge, yes. Yes, but we have these negative thought patterns that originate from very early in our life that are defense mechanisms. And so what happens is if we're not aware of how these auto-launching thoughts are pulling us away from our partner, we are constantly defending ourselves from our partner. That means that then I'm perceiving my partner as a threat. Yeah. 
it's like exhausting and we feel sad and disappointed. And then we have that longing. I thought it was supposed to be like this. It's not like this. Maybe we're not supposed to be together. And it's important to say that it's not like this means we're screwed up. Like I'm screwed up because I have these negative thoughts or Tara is. It's just natural. We're trying to keep ourselves safe. But we're also just trying to make sense of the world. And so in that incident of me walking in, mm-hmm. not taking my shoes off, mm-hmm. it's our agreement. We've, we've agreed to it. Mm-hmm. Tara automatically sees something that is off and she's just trying to make sense of it. Yeah. And it ties back for sure into my trauma because if you had shoes on in the house, it was really bad. Yeah. So it's not even like a, I don't ever want my kids to grow up or you on eggshells, but When I see shoes in the house, like it's immediate, like in my body reaction, like something bad's going to happen because bad things would happen if we wore our shoes in the house. Yeah. And so if I don't know that that has booted up in Tara, right? If I don't know that actually this is coming from a really vulnerable place, I'm going to misread it. And then my narrative is going to kick in and be like, oh, here we go. Like, what did I do? I can't ever ever get anything right in this relationship. (laughs) Yes, like I'm this controlling monster and and that's so not it. And it it took us a while to get to this place because then if you think I'm controlling, then I feel judged and it's really coming from this place of like emotional safety internally for me. And again, if we didn't understand what this was now, I don't know if we could have lasted because I'm not a controlling kind of person. But it could be perceived as that if you don't go into the underbelly of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that speaks to, you know, we try to always like identify, okay, what's the struggle that couples might have? Name it. Then what are the negative impacts that it might have on the relationship? If Tara has this auto-launching dialogue, we all have this auto-launching dialogue, but in in this case, if she has an auto-launching dialogue about me walking into the house and not taking my shoes off, and if she just stays in that dialogue, if she just lets the script run all the way through, it metastasizes, right, Tara? It just gets, talk about like where it leads if you just let it run and run and run and run. I mean, I've been so good at not letting it do that anymore, but if I let it run and run and run, I would feel not seen or heard or that my needs didn't matter and that this was really hard and like, that's my whole life anyway. Like, why does it have to be so hard? Why am I the one that has to be constantly working on this? I'm so over this. Like, I just want, I want it to be 50-50. I mean, it could go everywhere, but it would, I would feel like it's completely my responsibility. A hundred percent is mine. I would be resentful because I'm like, come on, all you have to do is take your damn shoes off. And I wouldn't even had to have this episode. So it comes into this, like feeling very responsible for everybody's happiness. And so the thoughts would accelerate, go deeper, And then your actions would begin to look like what? I would just shut myself off completely. And I would start to feel like I'm being judged and then I'm judging myself. And then I would probably go into a place of hopelessness and then think like my little daydream is like, I wish I was just in Italy somewhere with bread and cheese and wine. And I don't want to be in this life the way it is. It feels overwhelming. Like, yeah, I don't want to be here. I'm in, I'm not in the right place. Yes. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. 
like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so when we let our internal dialogue just run and run and run, we shut ourselves off from our partner and we begin to accept on a deep level that my partner truly is a threat, right? And because, you know, the evolutionary biology is that like any species, its objective is to survive. Mm -hmm. And so we take non-threatening situations and we categorize them as threatening situations. So if Tara or myself has an inner dialogue where I'm not letting her in, I, I don't have a process of how to deal with this in a healthy way, I separate myself from my partner, I see them as a threat to me, and I create more and more systems that keeps barriers between me and her. And then we In can, order to reinforce your narrative to make sure that it's true. Yes, because that narrative, even though now we're defining it that might have destructive aspects to it, it kept us safe at a period in our life. Right? Yeah. And this might, you know, in the case that Tara's talking about, that this is an extreme case of like something from her childhood, but it can also be like much more subtle. You mm -hmm. know, it can just be like someone who's felt judged their entire life, right? Mm -hmm. Or somebody who was criticized and always feel like they're doing it wrong. Absolutely. But it, it sort of ends up in the same place. It's that it separates you from your partner, it defines them as a threat. And then you get farther apart, you build more and more defenses against your partner. Your and, walls are just up. And back to the emotional safety, how in the world can you be emotionally safe? How can you feel connected to your partner? How can you feel accepting and accepted by your partner mm -hmm. if they're a threat? And our thoughts are so, so powerful in reinforcing this negative dynamic. And I'm sure this is where you're going to go, but I just wanted to say, because it's not about like, oh, no one can ever wear shoes in the house, like for me, but it's like, hey T, 
I'm running late for Joe. I'm going to be wearing my shoes in the house. Like, I know that's really uncomfortable. Is that something like you just like being aware of my own distress? Like that's enough. And I'm like, yeah, come in with your shoes. Like it's the piece that you're attuned to instead of, I don't want anyone walking on eggshells around me. Like, Oh, I'm going to like wear my shoes in the house and mama's going to be like crazy. That's not ever the environment I want to create. It's just that attunement piece from you is huge. Yes. And so we always want to make sure when we present an issue that in relationships that can be destructive, we want to talk about, okay, like how do we begin to deal with it? Because Tara began to talk to you about like, hey, how we've gotten around it a little bit. Mm -hmm. right? Is that, is that I have an awareness about it now. I know what's going on. We can talk about it, right? Yeah. But th the first steps before we get to that is at home and you're thinking like, okay, what is this internal dialogue? And what is the internal dialogue I have? The very first step is we have to become aware of the inner dialogue we're happening because, you know, in meditating over the years, one thing I've heard so many teachers say is that we don't even know we're thinking. Tara, in those moments, it's just happening. She didn't choose to have that thought. So the first step for you at home is like, hey, what is some of the internal dialogue I have in relationship to my partner? Mm -hmm. What are the phrases I say to myself? And we, we always label them as things like, you know, oh, here we go again, or I can't believe that, this is BS, you know. What are the thoughts that I have? Do I have internal dialogue? And, and that's so important because it's like, if you don't even know that there is a there, you know, that something is happening, how do you address it? Right. So the first step is beginning to ask yourself, what are the thoughts that I have? You know, what are the thoughts I have in difficult moments with my partner? Mm -hmm. What are the stories, right? Yeah, because yeah. mine is like, oh, he's judging me again. He's supposed to be this very emotionally aware man. He's judging me, I can tell from his eyes. Right. And it might actually just be you having a trigger to whatever's going on for me. But instead of me being curious about yours, I am like heels dug in, like, oh, he's judging me again. Yeah. So, again, how to soften that feeling. Yeah. So, Tara, in this case, we're using this as sort of our through line, this example. She's like, okay, I've identified that in an instance where, where EJ walks in the house and he doesn't take his mm -hmm. shoes off, I have this whole dialogue that goes up, right? right? So now she's aware of it. Like she's like, okay, that is something. There's a there there, right? The next step for her is her insight, right? Like, okay, like, why does this bug me so much? Right. And I know for me, it's that internal safety, like it's in my body, like, right? If shoes were worn, like bad things would happen. And although I can intellectually like understand that that's not happening now, I'm an adult, my little central nervous system doesn't know the difference because it just knows there's this fear response if someone comes in with the shoes that like something bad will happen. And so I have to like take care of myself in that moment. I say, I'm safe. Everything's okay. I'm an adult now. These bad things aren't happening anymore. I have to basically let my central nervous system know it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not in that dangerous place anymore. So what she's talking about there is she begins to reality test it a little bit. You know, she she recognizes that she's having the thought. She takes a step of walking back and being like, why is this? Why do I have that thought? Why is it so powerful? Then the next step, she begins to question it like, okay, like really what this comes down to in this moment is I don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And my mind is telling me 
right? And it's trying to keep me safe. So then Tara has all this information and she understands it more deeply. Then she has the ability to sit me down in the right setting, like we talked about the last episode, and begins to say, hey, is this a good time to talk? And she has the ability to say, hey, I just realized something about myself. Can I share it with you? Yeah. And hopefully I'm receptive. Right. And you have been, because I remember the first time we started even doing this was around right before we opened up our center, which is why we opened up our center in the first place, because we're like, oh my gosh, we're, we're clicking. Something here is happening and we're like getting this right. And this feels really good. Yeah. And then Tara tells me, she's like, when you walk into the house, yeah, I think this, I feel this. It reminds me of that. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm not feeling like I've done something wrong. Like on eggshells. I'm understanding. Because Tara's done this work of understanding these self-launching thoughts, Mm -hmm. reflecting on them, and then coming to me and telling me about them, we have a chance to work through something difficult that if we're not careful, we'll just get reinforced in a hundred, a thousand different ways. Right. And then when you do that, Tara, when we do that, what happens between the two of us? We just keep learning about each other more and having more compassion and more understanding and things just flow. And I don't cut myself off from you. I'm like, oh, I've got to tell EJ what happened. And like, then you trust me to tell me things that happened for you. We just get closer. We're curious. We like learn about all of our emotional baggage. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I always love it. Our difficult moments bring us closer together always. People don't get that because right now, especially if you don't have that emotional safety, difficult moments keep you farther away. Emotional safety allows difficult moments to get you closer connected, which doesn't make sense, but... Well, it points to one of our deepest values in the work we do with couples, that your relationship is a vehicle to becoming your best self, to overcoming the suffering that you've carried around since you were a kid. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this topic is the fact that this is all about personal growth. That if you become aware of how your thoughts are popping up, why they're popping up, beginning to communicate it with your partner who is someone who wants you to be happy, who wants you to be well, then you begin to grow through the stuff that if your partner wasn't triggering you, you might never grow through. You know, and that's what I've appreciated deeply about our relationship and I think what's kept us connected is that both of us are devoted, like we wanna be our best selves. Yeah, you just hold on to that trust. Even if it's just a slither, people come to couples counseling because there's a slither of something or you wouldn't be there. We take that slither and we make a massive opening and it's usually pretty amazing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for you, EJ. Thank you for you. I was going to say, I feel like our podcasts are our own couples therapy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Continue, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, so take this idea and think about it a little bit personally. You know, what are all the stories I tell myself in difficult moments? Just raise your personal awareness and notice like are there through lines you know are there is it not just in relationship to my partner is it with somebody at work is it with my kids is it with family members 
wow, if there's like a string that's connecting all this, like, man, I probably need, I need to do some work around this. I will say doing that work individually for the sake of the couple builds trust that both of us are working on it. It's not just one person's responsibility to get it right in the relationship. It's our responsibility to look at our own stuff and help our partner understand that that's our stuff. And they're going to really mess it up sometimes and you were really sorry. Yeah. I think it's empowering. I think it's an incredibly empowering place to be personally and in our relationship. Yes. And we've taken many couples from disempowered to empowered. So So as always, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully this is something you connect with. Please give us a rating. Please review. Please tell other people what you're getting out of this podcast. It helps us just continue to build this giant community of people who are working on becoming their best selves, who are working on having the best relationship they can. Thank you so much for listening. As always, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.